we would like your assistance in at least figuring out how we're going to do this and doing that in the next few days because this is supposed to happen like next week if you can help us with this we will share with you what we know now and if you have future questions about the nature of this place and how it works deal certainly think we can help you with that excellent Andrew wants to know not Poppet, Andrew wants to know if they care what happens to the iron and or steel um you don't you get the idea that that is at best a secondary concern sick so yeah um let's talk plan obviously details are pretty light right now uh I am willing to entertain a lot of nonsense if that's not already obvious. So, so the problem is getting God Iron out of the garden without being seen, uh, and getting a and bunch of bronze, bronze in. in. Yes. Well, I mean, not to loan out our flying troll, <laughs> but we have a flying troll. Okay. We do have a flying troll. We have a troll who flies. A flying super strong troll, as I, as I recall. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. I mean, sure. Yes. Um, I, I guess, who is the one that's keeping watch that we have to worry about? Well, the knights... Are there the knights of Fossar okay. patrol the guard. Okay. Uh, they're those teleporting... Uh, probably psychic knights um have all sorts of weird powers we haven't encountered yet um and they're not super common but they are on the grounds and they do likely have some sort of god radar similar to that that thick possesses Mm -hmm. so Thick burning a bunch of divine energy to remain airborne with like hmm. 300 pounds of bronze might draw some attention. Not saying you couldn't manage the attention, but you might draw some. Also, because it would be interesting, there might be some other dwarves or something around too. We'll see how the, 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 the rolls go. The other thing is we need this to happen in a way such that like it's still conceivably viable that the bronze, like that the iron transmuted itself into bronze when no one was yes. looking. Like we need some some degree of plausible deniability here. So there there are like cleaning crews, like like I said, there 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 are pilgrims and and attendants that like do uh what's it called? Landscaping, basically, right? They go through and they, like, <laughs> maintain hedges and things. So there's, it's not unusual that there's, like, amounts of branches and things being moved in and out as well. You're probably not going to be able to get a cart back in here. Uh, but you can probably carry some things on your back uh, and lie to some guards or something. There are a number of options. And I'm open to, like, again, all sorts of nonsense. If you want to add some setting details to then exploit, I'm fine with that. So my take on how this works 
easiest or like the the thing that i find most interesting is the swap like actually occurs according to the normal process that governs like this metal that regenerates weirdly um like somehow through a demonstration of devotion and ritual and the rest of it like it happens quote unquote honestly okay which i think is an occult job and i don't know how you spice that up for us the transport seems like the most straightforward ish yeah, so you, you so with the occult, you'd be trying to find a way to make it actually happen, like make it actually be bronze. Yeah, yeah, because the other option is that you could like hit the transport on the way out, right? You could flip, you could flip it on the ship somewhere <laughs> before it gets out of port. Yeah, we do have a pirate captain who's indebted to me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> That's also funny. Makes you do another accent. That's another plus. Well, yeah, I mean, Swallowtail, the whole, yeah. Swallowtail isn't just one more accent, is the thing, right? <laughs> well, you know. At a time. Because <laughs> next time I'm going to try for New Jersey. Do, do our friends have any suggestions? Or are they just like, so long as what gets back to the Dwarven Kingdoms is bronze, they're happy? Well, they were gonna. They're they are fairly for being a uh, a sort of half secret sect um, that's meeting in the under cover of darkness. Uh, they are fairly guileless. They were just gonna. They were trying to figure out some way to like make the bronze and put it on the statues. Because they don't, they don't fully expect the transmut like a, a tra an actual like transmutation to happen. Um, I think they would be very happy and impressed if that happened. Um, and I don't think that they are like the ones like, you know what, we could rob that boat. <laughs> so they were planning on like leveraging their crafts expertise to actually make the thing. Uh, I guess one final like clarifying question. Um... When we talk about helping out this dwarven god who has beef with a vengeance god, um, is there any, like, spider sense tingling in Elamir? I, I was you know, indicated but to my, by my god to help out. So I, I imagine that he wouldn't have any problems with us helping out to, you know, progress our own personal goals. Yeah, um, your impression uh, from like the the little communication you've gotten from Riel is that uh, he's left whatever beefs existed in the dwarf elf war millennia back. Like he just he's moved, moved past that. Now he's mad at the people who like tried to abandon him and get rid of him. Right. Gotcha. That and like he has no actual friends, so. <laughs> wow what are we chopped liver well you're barely yeah you want to go hang out with the divorced dad uh vengeance god go for it that papa can drink a lot of natty ice. like yeah <laughs> sitting on his sitting on his lawn chair outside his trailer 
was all that's left from the divorce. And he, he, the only thing he can talk about is how he used to be mm-hmm. so great back in high yeah. school. Yeah, the conversation isn't is not sparkling good. It's 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 not that it's not that it's a monotonous conversation. It's just that the conversation is it starts depressing. Uh huh. And it just keeps going downhill. Yeah. It's very it's it's very one sided and it's just yeah. It gets it gets sadder as he digs deeper for things to self-aggrandize about. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I think uh, of the of the options, uh, thick flying in a bunch of bronze over the uh, the the garden um, feels both the least interesting and the most slapstick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, the I hadn't considered the like legit transmutation thing. I think that would be fun to figure out how to do. It's going to be kind of a weird deal, probably. Um, and then there's just like, oh yeah, all of the all of the steel disappeared and was replaced by bronze on the trip. Uh, seems like the most straight up blades in the dark one, right? So all of those sound fun. I think the only thing I would say about the tro- the flying plan would be that the plan, the heist shouldn't be about the whole flying thing. Yes. It should probably be about um, obscuring the magical signature of it somehow. Obscure? Like fucking with the Silver Knights or yeah. setting up a diversion or something else. Yes. Right? Cause so the- it sounds like we have an assault job or a transport job, which is the heist on boat. Probably a stealth job, which is the flying, and then an occult job, which is the transmute. Yep. There you go. Cool. Anyone have any strong feelings? Hmm. I'm just along for the ride. Okay, but how does David feel? No feeling, just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> is is Gustav? Sorry. No, it's. I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think it's a bad option. There's a bad option there, you know. So, I is is Gaston gonna? Because uh... I mean, the like flipping out, uh, just like ch- changing the metal in the garden, especially, but also on the ship. Like that's that's borderline. Like it's lying about the gods, right? Uh, is anyone here going to find that offensive? Like, it's charlatanry. I mean, Gaston would be very interested in finding out if they would get away with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. Okay. Like, he he doesn't... He I don't know if he thinks it would be a good idea or not, but it's certainly an idea. <laughs> I like the transmutation most, but I also feel like I talk a lot. Well, I actually kind of like that... In that, like, we would just be helping this god get born. Yeah. Right? It's like, that would be how Thick would make sense of it as something he should do. Okay. So, yeah, the, in my head, the transmutation one is, like, figuring out how to do that. Um, doing it without getting noticed. Because that's going to be probably a fairly impressive ritual or something, right? Big uh-huh. magics. 
that might take most of a day, honestly. Like, I'm thinking, like, maybe this is going to take a significant amount of time. Um, which is, then you spend, like, the job is, like, keeping people away while executing the ritual or whatever. Um, and then, like, convincing the, the dwarven clerics that, like, no, this for real happened, actually, though. I mean, I think that part can be pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Um, so yeah, if that's what uh, that—that's sort of where I would expect that to be. Like, you would need to figure out how to do that, and then do it while not drawing attention to yourself from either other dwarves, uh, just random passers-by, or the knights, basically. As it turns out, they don't like big, weird rituals in their garden of god statues. That sounds like cowardice fair i mean where else are you gonna do a big god ritual yeah if there's a place that should be like turgid with rituals well not saying it's not turgid with rituals just that they they frown on it directly yeah uh, limited imagination so yeah um i'm good with a cult uh i mean obviously you are all picking but i think i've got an idea of like how to run that now i guess once, twice. Sounds good. It's old. Cool. Uh, so, engage the supernatural power. Detailed. The arcane method. Uh, just straight up transmutation, huh? I think it's like... It's not just a straight up transmutation. It is... We have a bunch of, like, craftspeople who are... Interested in the divine, if nothing else. And working in a metal that is different than this other one and like that act of devotion through craftsmanship okay is kind of like going to be the thing that helps it actually literally happen okay so like we like pop it probably has the explanation of just like like do what you were going to do but put your whole ass into it well that's not what pop would say um but put your whole ass into it and like like pray while you're working it and like keep your god's tenants in mind and all of the other things that um can turn an act of working this metal also into a religious act okay okay um yeah okay um well let's whatever the the bronze working equivalent of speaking in tongues is <laughs> wildly flailing with a hammer um okay uh yeah so let's talk uh, engagement role there's probably in my head there's sort of t there are probably multiple steps like distinct steps here right mm -hmm. you need to probably gonna have to go f looking for information on how to do this or on, on like process um and then organizing it all and then actually executing it and then over all of that is going to be keeping it from being disturbed and or noticed and or nullified right um so let's talk about engagement role start out with 1d is this operation particularly bold or daring um <laughs> yes I think it would be very difficult to argue otherwise. Yes. Uh -huh. um, does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability to target or hit them where they're weakest? Take 1D. Is the target strongest against this approach? 
and they have particular defenses or special preparations. Um, you are altering a, like, yearly, an annual miracle of a pantheon of gods while sitting in their garden where the miracle happens. This feels like a minus 1D situation to me. I can imagine that. I can also see the argument of, like, the fact that we're doing it honest is maybe a way in which they are weak to it. Okay. But I, I'm willing to take the minus one here. We're, we're, we're in their territory. Yeah, I think you're definitely on on their turf. I think, it's, I think it's a minus one D. Mostly because I want to see what, like, risky looks like in this scenario. Um, uh, can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight? Absolutely, you have these weird dwarves here. They're going to help you. Yep. That's plus 1D. Uh, any other elements you want to consider? Not lower tier. Okay. Um, so. I think 2... So that leaves us what? 2D? Rat 2. I think? Yeah. Alright. So somebody give me a 2D engagement roll. David, it's your fault if this goes wrong. Oh, that's right. I'm the latest edition. That means I got to roll it. Yeah. Uh, you got Adam out of the uh, penalty box. Let's see. I don't have a yeah. button on my char- character sheet, or do I? There is one. It's uh, under Sly Friends. There's a Roll Fortune button. Oh, Roll Fortune. Okay. Okay. That's a five. Right. So that's, yeah. a, that's a risky risky position. So, um... We are going to blitz right through uh, the finding out how to do it. So I was going to say, like, that's a pretty obvious flashback. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, we will uh, open on us having gathered that information. Uh, I'm imagining, like, Elamir and Elamir shows back up. Well, somebody shows back up, and they've got, like, a canvas bag full of, like, chalk and candles and, you know, occult stuff that they have. Did you get the salt? It's important that you got mm-hmm. the salt. That they've all, uh, I imagine at that point, like, uh, Gaston just produces some from behind his back or something. Camera spaces and some salt. Uh, and yeah, uh, the... We set to uh, putting out the ritual, or uh, at least like, sorry. Did we need? Did we need to declare load or? Oh yeah, declare load. I mean, you don't. Oh yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we should still work out what that means. I'm just assuming heavy. Yeah, I'm assuming heavy for you too, uh, Elamir. I mean, like, theoretically, I could do normal, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to stay with normal. Light! Poppin is a doll. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I'll mention the on mic now. I am using a playbook from the Unusual Suspects, a playbook jam uh, on Itch, where people submitted a whole bunch of cool and crazy... Blades uh, playbooks for K- 
characters and crews. I have chosen the Weaver, who is a reckless master of luck and fate. It's submitted by Gamak. That's G-A-A-M-A-C. Uh, and the special ability I have is, what is this doing here? You don't need to decide a load for a score. All the items you want to bring can be encountered just lying around right at the moment you need them. So. There, there are two part Bargists in the party already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we are familiar with that jam. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure for the audience at yeah. home that if they want to check this playbook out, that's where you can find it. There's a lot of cool blades hacks out there, yeah. Okay, um, so I think uh, we will clip forward uh, to the point. So you've explained the plan to the dwarves, and uh, they are all very excited. Olaf and Svenna specifically are very excited. Hostra, the sort of hostile one, is not... Uh, he's nonplussed about it. He was much more... He's he's less willing to engage with you generally, though, so... Um, but they are very excited. They have prepared their uh, braziers and things locally here inside the garden to do their part in the ritual. So it's up to you folks to do the, like, occultish power points of the pentagram and, like, salt circles and all these things um, over a pretty large area because there's a lot of statues in this dwarven pantheon. Uh Yes, I saw I saw the clocks. Thank you. Um, we will we will begin using them shortly. I promise. We are starting in risky position, um, and I think that that is uh, partially just a matter of this is going to take a while. It's a large area. There's people coming in and out, um, and like during the day, there's there's still there are still the Fasarian knights are looking. For for this sort of activity to stop it now they're not these are not this is probably not a stab on site situation but they're gonna have questions if they show up and you're pulling this nonsense so um who is putting out the candles and forming the sacred circles and all these things um i guess i i can do that okay you do have like military precision. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, yeah. So you uh, again, imagine you like bag of chalk and candles and things, and you're taking it out. Do you have a whole lot of experience, uh, Elamir, with uh, occult rituals? Um, no. Okay. Um, but I can replicate patterns. I'm sure. I was going to say, I think, I think that, uh, you do have, yeah, you, you, you can read, um, you probably have read the thing that you're trying to do this out of, uh, and you can execute these things. Uh, why don't you give me, I think setting up the stuff is probably going to be in the like correct proportions is probably going to be, well, you tell me how you're going to do it. So, um, uh, I, I was assuming that I was going to. Uh, lean on my the studying that I had done okay. prior to the setup, okay. um, and a lot of the research that I was doing for rituals that are involved in creating okay. gods out of, or you know, creating the statues in these gardens, might also have leaned into the research that I did for these rituals themselves. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, then, uh, yeah. Uh, well, why don't we see how well you understand what you're doing? Give me a, uh, um, give me a study roll to see how well you internalize the text here. Okay. Now, I have not done this before, but if I willingly push myself, I can use stress to get extra dice. Yes, you can push yourself on a roll uh, to get uh, either extra dice or um, improved effect. Yeah, improved effect, basically, yeah. You. Okay, I'm going to say that I push myself studying late into the night. I have to take the extra die. I think, oh, I was going to say, I think I have the stress to help you, but... Oh. That's fine. Okay, cool. So you, um... Yeah, you think you have a pretty good, uh... read on this stuff. Um... It's... Not... You think you have a pretty good read on this stuff, but the... It's weird and, and old and, like... Not at all clear uh, in some parts, but you're going to give it a try. Uh, you've consulted with uh, Bennett and uh, Doc, who's still taking it easy somewhere, um, about some, some, some details here. And you think you can give it a go. And so you start. You start setting out and you start directing other people um, where to go and, and what to do and how to put it out. Um, and yeah, it's it's going okay. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna do this real quick. Uh, fill in this other thing that I have not properly labeled yet, uh, and we'll see what everyone else is doing. Who is helping Elamir with this, or has some other part of the project that they would like to be working on? I think I know what Poppet is up to. Cool, hit me. Uh, Poppet is gonna go be a distraction <laughs> elsewhere. Because Poppet is felt and divine energy in some mixed ratio. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's what the, the Fossarian Knights ping off of. So Poppet is just going to go like somewhere else in the garden and make some kind of disturbance. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's... I'm not good at any of that this. That seems fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do you... Oh, I've got a better idea, actually. Okay. I'm going to find Aiko's Forgotten Statue. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Because that probably also juices me up. Okay. And also, Aiko is hard to find. Okay. So it's going to be like, there was a giant spike of divine energy over there somewhere, but we don't know how the fuck to, like, do anything with that. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. That seems fine. You find a, uh, yeah, you know, you can get there. You're small. You can go, like, under or over the brambles. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, at some point, maybe not right away, but it doesn't take you super long looking. You're sort of physically drawn to this place, right? Um, yes. And uh, it's not that hard to find. Uh, and this is a, uh, it's in a... It's in a part of the garden that's literally inaccessible if you have to, like, walk the paths, right? You went up over uh, some of these hedges that 
most people can't get over. You went under, through some, and you're here. And it is a... Uh, there is a clearing. And it's not as grungy as, like, the elves. Like, the as I've described, like, the dark... The, 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 the forgotten elves. Mm-hmm. But it's... Obviously, no one's maintaining it. There's none of that. So it's, like, a little bit overgrown. Uh, there's vines growing up these statues. But there is about... There's five or six distinct statues here mm. um and the, but the one at the front at the lead is uh is Aiko. and it is um a statue of a a woman uh in in a dress but also with like greaves and uh and like pauldrons and it Hell and, yeah, a, and a, a sort of a strange mm. like like horn very minimalist like horns crown and she's got one arm extended towards the sky and sitting on top of that is a marble owl right um and then immediately behind her on the same pedestal is a very large dude wearing a loincloth a cape and a uh helmet with a giant like feather headdress and bearing a sword aloft in one hand uh and uh, that's the Juggernaut. They are so closely inclined that they, they share the same statue pedestal. GM, I have an incredibly stupid idea. What? Huh? Uh, <laughs> I think I know a big, stupid, stunning distraction. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think at first you see Poppet, like, kneel down and pray. Um, and kind of just like, hi, Mom. Miss you. Um, and then GM, my stupid idea is, uh, then Aiko's gonna, like, just channel just, like, a stupid amount of, like, energy or will or whatever you want to call it into the Juggernaut statue to see if, uh, it doesn't want to, like, get up and wander around some. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sure. Um, that sounds like an attune to me. Sure um, does. It also sounds like you're asking me to give you uh, a desperate great option on that role. I sure would entertain that option. Uh, uh, I also have zero dots in a tune. Fuck yes. <laughs> um, I imagine Thick probably feels a little bit of a wibble when that starts. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I basically like you know across the way just like. You go, little puppet. You go. <laughs> I'm totally spending some stress to help you on that. Cool. Uh, I am also pushing myself. Uh, desperate. Great. Bonus dice to you. Okay. <laughs> so that success, that happens. Um, the one five on it. So you're the five on a. Okay, sure. Um, five on a desperate. desperate. Fuck me. So up. here's what's gonna happen. Uh, the two things happen immediately. Uh, one is that that statue, the Juggernaut statue, begin. The, there's there's a number of like cracking, crunching noises, and dust falls from it, and you can see it sort of peeling itself away. It's moving pretty slow to begin with, but it's a 
giant statue and it is moving. Not unlike the Statue of Liberty in Ghostbusters 2, right? Um, and it must attack each combat yes, if And But walls can't block it. And walls cannot block uh, it. And it begins to step. It crunches loose and starts to step down off the platform. Uh, and uh, just as it does, because uh, I imagine, like, Poppet, you are, like, levitating and glowing in front of the statue, right? Like, you... I, I will say so yes. There's so much energy tra- being, like... You are essentially giving this divine energy back, all right? Right? Like, you are... Um, yeah. And uh, then, at that point, uh, you fall to the ground. Uh, your, your immediate energy spent. And... Uh, then you hear a lighter, uh, less, like, thundering crack. And the owl on top of uh, Aiko's hand, extended hand, uh, turns its marble head and looks directly at your prone form. Sick. And then you see its wings... And again, like a series of rapid, like it sounds like a like a somebody lit a uh, like a package of lady fingers, like those those little bitty fireworks, right? Just pop, 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 pop. Yeah, pop, 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 pop. As this like rock all sort of like cracks a little bit, and the wings on this owl extend, and then it's hurtling like through the air at you. <laughs> so, what's everybody else doing? That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder.